Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to Arizona Good Business Radio, featuring leaders in the Arizona business community working to build a lasting impact throughout our state through doing good business. I'm your host, Thomas Barr, Vice President of Business Development at Local First Arizona. We are a statewide organization advocating for and celebrating locally owned businesses. We are the largest local business coalition in North America, providing resources to over 3,000 small businesses and raising awareness of the benefits of building a strong local economy. We are pleased today to welcome the Executive Director of the Arizona Lottery, Greg Edgar. Greg, so welcome. Good, so good to be with you today, Thomas. Yeah. Thanks for having me in. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I mean, we're talking local first. We're talking lottery. How could Who's not going to have fun? How could you right? go wrong? You right. can't. Exactly. So, Greg, give us a little bit of a background. What bring? What brought you to the lottery? Tell us about your background. Tell us about the lottery as well. Yeah, you know, I spent about 20 years uh, in the uh, public relations communication side of the world, working okay. everything from politics to helping nonprofits uh, to helping large corporations here in the Valley. Uh, really, uh, it was a, a great opportunity for me to get out and, and learn the business of communications, learn the business of marketing, mm-hmm. uh, working for that public relations firm. And, uh, you know, went through a process, went through a, a little bit of a divorce and, mm-hmm. and uh, made a decision to do something different. Got married again, and my wife got pregnant and said, hey, time for you to go back to being in that type of world. <laughs> and so went out and got this job with the lottery and, uh, you know, went in and interviewed with the governor's office for the role. And and obviously the governor has a huge focus on how state agencies operate and changing the mindset from yeah. being bureaucratic and regulated to being, hey, let's be business-centric. Mm-hmm. And really walked in the doors at Arizona Lottery, found uh, you know, about 100 people that were working for Arizona Lottery that were dedicated to the mission, dedicated to the cause, uh, but that had a ton of process and regulation and different pieces that were in their way. Mm. And, you know, we've really taken it apart over the past six to seven years to turn it into a more efficient business entity. You know, we have, when I came in, we had about 60 products in the marketplace in a given year. Now we're up to about 150 products in the marketplace wow. in a given year. Sounds strange for a state agency, but, you know, that's that's what we are. We're a business entity. And so, Really, that's been the focus for the past several years has been trying to switch that mindset and get us going and getting more efficient mm-hmm, in what mm-hmm. we do. And I saw and was connected with your team through the pandemic. I know the lottery did a lot yeah. in deploying not only funding, but just resources and, and opportunities um, to help the economy, to help the community yeah. uh, throughout the pandemic. Tell me a little bit about how that came about and and what some of your focus was during that time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think first and foremost, you have to understand that lottery in Arizona and lottery in the, in the country exists for the purpose of doing good in the community. That's yeah. the only reason we exist. Every single piece of profit that's made by lottery goes back into either the general fund or into uh, important programs that the legislature has mandated for us to do. Mm-hmm. And so we have this very mission mindset of serve the community, make the community a better place to live, work, and play. Uh, so obviously when COVID comes along and we're looking at this, uh, you know, this horrific shutdown and, and we're moving through the dynamic of the of the pandemic, we we took it as an opportunity to say, okay, what, what more can we do? How can we have impact in the community? And so everything from digital giveaways that we were doing to bars and restaurants that were shut down to help their employees, you know, stay afloat through yeah. that time frame. We were giving away gift cards. We worked with Local First on the micro funds that we yeah. were doing out, which was fantastic. It was a great opportunity for us to help the small business community to yeah. be able to 
still pursue their dreams, right? I mean, that's what the excitement of of being in business is about is to be able to pursue those dreams and mm-hmm. who wanted two years of COVID to shut that down for our community. So right. we had a real strong focus on on how we could best meet that objective. You know, there were a number of lotteries across the country that because, you know, there's a gambling component to what we do, obviously. There was a number of lotteries that shut down completely. They, they oh, wow. shut their whole operations down. They stopped advertising. They stopped doing their pieces. And I, I understood the debates in their jurisdictions on that. But inside of Arizona Lottery, we looked at it and said, look, every beneficiary we serve, their needs are going to increase during this time frame. So how can we step to the plate and not only help those beneficiaries more and continue to serve our mission, but how can we help the community? And so things like uh, we suspend it uh, for our retailers, their commissions during COVID. We moved back their their due dates mm. on when they had to pay for uh, their tickets that they purchased. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they generally have like a 45-day window. We pushed it out to a 90-day window to take some of that stress off the moment and say, okay, we've got resource. We're going to be yep. okay Let's help you be okay in this time frame. And so really just kind of taking that approach of what does the community need? How do we help business? How do we help our partners, right? I mean, obviously retail is crucial to our distribution. They mm-hmm. are our distribution. You know, and, and a number of them were trying to figure out if their doors were going to be opened back right. up. Right. So that was the approach we took on it. Wonderful. And you touched on when you started about, you know, the the lottery just in general being community-focused and, I mean, community-driven, if there's people out there listening and, you know, uh, we're mostly working with small businesses who are considering how they can better themselves, what is something that the lottery really centers in its mission, in its focus, that you would want to make sure that businesses know, that you would want the community to know about? I, I think kind of a, a couple things I would hit on. Uh, number one, I would tell you, Lottery at Arizona Lottery, we have 17 different beneficiaries that we serve, right? And it's everything from programs, like the general fund gets a big chunk of the dollars, mm-hmm. but it, it's uh, everything from programs that protect the environment to programs that help uh, the uh, Arizona Commerce Authority with the competes fund and bringing new businesses into our state, like mm-hmm. we saw with the opening of the chip plant. Sure. Uh, that was part of those dollars that we go into that. Uh, to also helping kids going through the foster care system and basic some health care needs for kids in the zero to five range. So the first thing I always start with is that beneficiary and that impact that we have. But then take it beyond that. And just last fiscal year uh, with our retailers, our retailers earn a six and a half percent commission. They have an an additional bonusing opportunity where they can add another half percent on top of that. So they can get up to a total 7% commission on every ticket they sell. Last year in in our fiscal year final closeout books, that was $93 million that Mm. went out to retailers. That's you know, that's the big guys like Fry's and Walmart, of course, but it's also the small, you know, Chevron's and, and convenience stores that are located in every corner of the state making money and bringing income in that make maybe that helps them make a decision of adding an employee. Maybe sure. that helps them make a decision of, of staying open for another week. So that opportunity exists out there to come be a partner with us, be a part of our distribution network. We're looking for, for partners all the time to be in that network and and. Come make some money with lottery. And, and by the way, have fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it's always exciting uh, when you have a big winner that comes through your store. And and we like to celebrate that. And we like to put you up in digital media to talk about those things. And yeah. it's a great opportunity. Very cool. Well, I want to go back to um, something you mentioned uh, regarding foster children. Yeah. I understand that you that's a particular passion of your own. I, it's a huge passion for me. You know, one of one of our biggest uh, recipients, or not biggest, one of our recipients is uh, the Court Appointed Special Advocate. So that's a program that's run through the Supreme Court. And when you look at what CASA is the acronym, uh, 
mm-hmm. on it, and it's what most people know as CASA. When you look at the role that the CASA plays in that foster child's life, they are the one person standing up in the courtroom that is solely there for the child. They're mm-hmm. not there for the parent. They're not there for the state. They're there to say what is best and what should be thought about for this child and what this child needs. Mm. Um, It's near and dear to my heart. I had my two oldest children went through the foster care system here in Arizona. We adopted Mm. them. Uh, My my daughter was three when we adopted her uh, through the system. My son was eight months old or when we got him in through Mm. our, our process. And, you know, being able to have that connectivity back to understand you know, this is the most horrific thing for for any child to go through, to have all of that support system, their family, everything removed from them, being able to make that connection here with my my job at Lottery to really fund what CASA does and to fund the person that stands up in that courtroom uh, and has that impact for that child and can talk about what that child needs in the moment. For me, that's one of the passion pieces for me in doing this job is knowing that impact that we have. CASA's budget is, uh, they, they do some grant writing, but uh, their their primary budget is completely funded by lotteries, lottery players going out and, and buying tickets. That's, sure. that's how they get their money. It yep. comes through what we do at lottery. Absolutely. So in leading the agency, obviously you have a, a good pulse on what's happening in the business community, right? Yep. And you deal with a variety of retailers, as you've mentioned. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, Conversations. I mean, we work with businesses every day. Right. Who, you know, hear that scary word recession, and we're always trying to refocus them. Hey, let's let's just look at the numbers. Right. <laughs> like, let's not talk about the what ifs. Let's just look at your numbers. How how are you doing? What is your perspective on you know the business community in Arizona? We're we're coming into twenty twenty three. Some things are going well. Some things there's challenges in like supply chain, workforce. Right. All of that is are still continuing to be challenges that we're working on. But what is your perspective on on the business community and the economy in Arizona leading into 2023? This has been an interesting several years, right? I mean, it was starting obviously with the pandemic and everything that was going on with the pandemic. Uh, Arizona obviously has been bustling over the past several years and, and really moving at a clip the rest of the country hasn't been able to move at from an economic standpoint. I think that's in large part to the, the business focus that we have here as a, a state from, from state leadership all the way down into the strong businesses that we have here operating that want to keep us moving forward. I think as we go into what we're seeing now with inflation, what we're seeing with all those different pieces, it, it's got a much different feel than what we talk about when we look back at 2006 through 2008 timeframe or even through t- 2010 timeframe. I, I think this is a little bit unprecedented from the inflation side of things, but you look at how the how businesses are moving and people are still out spending money. People are still out sure. frequenting businesses. I think the pandemic had a lot of built up tension behind it that people don't want to go into that negative mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really firmly believe that that we, especially here in Arizona, when we look at the expansion that's coming, I mean, we just have the, the announcement of the new plant that's going to come from the chip making side of things, right. the, the finishing of that one. And granted, that's a big, large-scale company that's coming in, but you look at the trickle-down of that, of all the the small businesses that will open up with small restaurants to support them, communities being built around them, there's a ton of opportunity in this space yeah. and, and in this state. And I think in our state, we're, we are in a better position to handle what's coming down the pike, whether the big R word really happens or not, which it, it probably will to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a better position than we've ever been to manage that 
And if we can stay focused on what are the growth opportunities, how can we stay sustainable and how we operate our businesses, Mm -hmm. we can get through it unlike we've ever been able to do in the past. Sure. So on that same kind of thread, what is, what are, or what is uh, one of the more important things that you take hold of in leading a state agency? Um, What is something that you, you stays as a focus for you in leading such a large entity in Arizona? You know, I think the, the biggest thing for me when we came in the door, first, first and foremost, it's the integrity element, right? And, mm-hmm. and when I talk about lottery uh, to our team, uh, well, they get a little annoyed with me, but one of, the, one of the first things I always talk to them about is, look, we don't sell tickets. We sell integrity. And I know that sounds weird. It sounds like an oxymoron to say you sell integrity. Mm. But but people buy our products because they believe in the integrity of the state that's standing behind them, right? They believe that, hey, if I win on this, I'm going to go collect that dollar. So first and foremost, when coming in as the director to me was, let's circle the wagon and make sure that our integrity pieces are all buttoned up and that we're all dialed in uh, to what to what what needs to be done from an integrity standpoint, mm-hmm. which which we were in really good position on that and a really good space on that. But we put in even more emphasis on every step we take has that integrity standing behind it. The second piece, and again, going back to the thing that drives my team nuts, <laughs> we don't sell tickets. We sell the opportunity for people to dream big and have a little fun while doing good for our community. And we've led this agency from a mindset of we've got a vision. Our whole mission is about that give back. We're going to give back as much as possibly can be done in a responsible manner to those entities and to make this community a better community to live in. Um, you know, do our best to continue that that thought process of this is a great place to live, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of the focus that we put onto those two things of integrity first and service right tied close next to it uh, to community has been really what we're all about. And I think when you look at the role of a director of a state agency, you know, everything we do is built on using public dollars to serve the community. And if you don't have those kind of mindsets, you can get in trouble. Sure. Absolutely. Is there any advice that you'd give to a small business owner just based on your leadership in, like you said, um, managing the agency as a business, um, um, leading from your values? Um, is there any advice you'd give to a small business right now? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the couple different things that I like to focus in on those types of conversations. Number number one, do what you do well, right? Be focused on what you do. You don't have to be everything to everyone and mm-hmm. serve all all needs. Find your focus. Find your 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 niche, if you will zero in on that and have that be your priority. Second thing, if you're if you're lucky enough to have a number of employees, hire people that that you trust and mm-hmm. that are competent and let them do what they do, mm-hmm. right? You you don't have to be the jack of all trades even inside of your own building. You can you can take and and lead a team and give them vision and give them a direction to go, but let them do the work for you. Don't feel like you have to go out and and be the one that makes all the pieces happen. I think true leadership, in my opinion, comes out of the ability of maximizing the potential of the people that work for you, right? Yeah. And maximizing their ability to get done what you need. I've, I'm blessed by a team of people that are just dedicated to our mission because they've seen that that's our focus. And they go out and they do just an amazing job of producing lottery and putting good products in the marketplace that people want to play and have fun with and listening to customer, listening to retail. It's those people that make the business in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you mentioned a few different 
recipients of the funding that comes in through the lottery right. mentioned. I think there's 17? 17 total beneficiaries yeah. that are allocated out through through the uh, legislature. They, they lay those out. We have what we call the waterfall yeah. that determines how much they get and when they get it. Absolutely. And then we also have some marketing dollars that we do. You know, most lotteries have maybe one or two beneficiaries they can serve. In California, you can go out and you could say, hey, we're an education lottery. We're yeah. focused on education. With 17 beneficiaries, it gets hard to tell that story. Yeah. And so through our marketing dollars, we also do our gives back sponsorships, uh, which is what we do with the local first folks. Yeah. It's a way for us to take, again, and amplify what we do for the gives back. And we usually try and find some connectivity back to the primary beneficiaries mm -hmm. that we serve. So like obviously with Local First being focused on business and those pieces, you know, we do a million dollars. Oh, excuse me. I think we're $3 million a year to uh, the Arizona Commerce Authority to mm -hmm. look at the competes fund and do some different projects on building local business. Yeah. So it was an easy connectivity for us to Local First. And hey, this is all about strengthening the economic position of the state of Arizona. So we do some marketing dollars that tie back to that yeah. as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Is there any um, thing that trickles down through that waterfall that you mentioned that would be, in, uh, that you haven't mentioned already, that would be surprising for somebody to know about that you help fund? Yeah. You know, a couple of ones popped into my mind that I, th I think are, are interesting. You look at, we have obviously a huge growing, this is not just in Arizona, across the country, an issue with homelessness. Mm. And Arizona Lottery uh, for the past several years has been doing a million dollars out to the homeless issue where we, we put that million dollars to the Department of Economic Security. It goes right out their door. They don't take any penny off the top of it. And it goes to three nonprofits that serve the state. We have one that's focused on uh, CAST that's focused on the Phoenix area, one that's focused on Tucson, and then one that does more of a regional piece where those dollars are are focused on helping people get out of the condition of homelessness mm -hmm. uh, and, and moving to fix that issue within the state. Another one that's really interesting that that folks don't know about in our community, but I think it's I think it, the work they do, uh, it's just amazing. Um, it's a, a group called the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. Mm. Uh, this is a task force that's run by the FBI. The FBI. It incorporates uh, a, a, just about every police organization within the state of Arizona, and their sole mission is to go online and find children that are being abused mm. and being held held captive purposes on the internet that are, that are just horrific to even think about. And these folks sit and find them. They get the kids out. Mm. They find them and they save them. Um, and they get uh, from Arizona Lottery $900,000 every year that's wow. focused on getting them the latest equipment, the latest training. As you can imagine, the bad guys know how to get new equipment and have yeah. a lot of dollars to get new equipment. This keeps them current with the bad guys that also it's a horrific job to sit and have to find these kids online. Um, it helps train and get the people in there that be able to handle that type of situation. The work they do is God's work. If they if they saved one kid, right. it's well well worth it. But right. they've saved hundreds uh, yeah. through the efforts here in Arizona. Good, so. good, wonderful to hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, anything to leave anybody with? What um, What's coming in 2023 for the lottery? What What should people know about? Yeah, you know, we, we, we are always looking at ways that we can innovate products. Uh, we just had our launching. It's in a soft launch mode right now, a, a product called Lucky Lounge. It's a digital-based product. Obviously, here in Arizona, we're, with the way the compacts fall in the state law sits, we don't do iLottery or iGaming online. Uh, but this is a way for us to drive some connectivity in that digital space where people can go up and have some fun, cool. uh, interact with the product. We're bringing new ideas all the time and trying to innovate in that space, uh, which is kind of fun and exciting for us. But I think the, like, the message I always like to leave people with is 
come play with us, have some fun. Remember that it's all about entertainment. Be responsible in how you play. Have a good time. And just remember, when you put that dollar down for a lottery ticket, you're doing good. You're serving our community and you're doing good. Absolutely. Well, we're super appreciative of the partnership. Obviously, all you did through the pandemic, but all you continue to do. So thank you so much um, oh, for your leadership. You and- know, Local First is, a, is a, a soft spot in all of our hearts. The impact that you've had for the business community, and to your point a few minutes ago about one of the largest in the nation, it it, it serves. You you look at how this, this city, this town, the Arizona as a whole uh, looks at the business piece. It's vital to have a good economic structure, and I think Local First has been a big part of that effort. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciated having you here today. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. Uh, We hope you listening were inspired today, listening to a leader working to leave a larger legacy in Arizona through doing good business. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Phoenix Business Radio X and the Arizona Lottery for hosting us today and being a legacy partner and all of our partners at Local First Arizona. This is Thomas Barr from Local First AZ reminding you that if we want to build a better Arizona, We need to connect deeply with the local businesses that make us proud to call this place our home.